listeners has that point of view do you still think that you have started <laughs> managing product managing your friends and family i create my weekly menu for my cook on excel so <laughs> i can relate to Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. Mayank and I have been doing a series of interviews with different product managers from various walks of life. Uh, today we have uh, Soumya Dubey with us. She's a product manager in Google. Welcome Soumya. Uh, can you introduce yourself for us? Hey Krishna, hey Mayank. So currently I'm a product manager with Google. Joined them two months back. Before that I used, I worked with Swiggy for over four, four and a half years. Um, and Swiggy was my first product job, grew a lot there, learned a lot of things. And before that, I used to be a software developer with Amazon. So that's a quick resume of mine. Huh, that's nice. So how did you uh, get in from uh, development to product management? So interesting story. Um, so Amazon was also my first job right out of college. And I was very lucky that some of the people that I were in my teams and I started working with uh, were one of were among the best engineers that I've ever worked with uh, and what happened because of that is I realized that the amount of excitement they had to be a principal software engineer one day they were clearly on that path and I didn't feel the same excitement of growing deeply into tech so that's when I started realizing something else should also excite me as much as uh, coding and generally development excites these people so that was one and the second thing was again i was a bit lucky that i was part of a team in amazon which had just gotten started so i was part of the amazon home services team which is similar to urban clap in india and the business was just getting ramped up so we like my first 8 months we wrote code that got shipped in the ninth month so as a engineer you got to work a lot more with pms and you did a lot more thinking about what would make sense for consumers and that is when a lot of my peers started making fun of me that uh i'm a pseudo product manager and that he only wants to think about customers and less about the uh code and what we are setting up so that's when it started making sense to me so i knew that i wanted to do something in the business side of things but it was still not clear to me if it is product management and the other thing is this is uh, about 2015 2016 and around that time you didn't really have apm roles in india flipkart i think was just getting started with its apm program so all these things were not very common and most people who would get into uh, would get into product management would have an mba um so this is when i decided to as i skipped this part i decided to do a small business of my own did an online t-shirt store for 6 8 months uh, and that's when i realized that i hated operations still loved technology wanted to go back working with technology and that is when product management seemed like a good fit Uh, went about crazily applying to a lot of startups, and Swiggy was generous enough to take me. So, uh, can you tell me what is it in product management that attracted you initially? Okay, this is quite funny, uh, and I joke about this to a lot of people that I wanted to be a product manager because I thought I had great ideas and I will implement my great ideas. So I knew that I loved thinking consumer backwards. That was one thing I knew, and the other thing I thought was I had great ideas. It's only like one year two year into my product journey is when i started realizing that product management was a lot about finding the right problem that you need to go after and then enabling your team which includes you also to come up with the best answers but a pm's job is not to find the best answers it is to be an enabler of finding the best answers once you know what is the best problem to go after 
so but yeah that's what i thought that i i'm good at thinking consumer backward and uh, and yeah and i have great ideas so combining these two things i should be able to be a pm and of course the background that i understood tech i was coming from a, a tech heavy background that really helped me but yeah these this is how i thought about product management got it so did your t-shirt store uh, venture help you in any way oh yes it did so that was the first time i think i got to closely work with designers and while i was getting a few freelance designers to work with me and help me design t-shirts i would also start uh, doing some illustrations of my own and like playing around with uh, adobe illustrator etc whenever i needed to and that's when i started working with designers made me realize that oh this is something that is of uh, great interest to me until today one of the key dimensions in product management that interests me is design and i love working with designers so i think that is one thing that definitely came to me from there um, the second thing it helped me understand was how much i hated operations and therefore i still wanted to do things with technology because technology enables you to build things in a way that scale versus doing things manually so that was another thing that made it very clear to me that i still wanted to work closely with technology and therefore a pure business role for example would not be the best fit for me so some of these things um i wanted to hustle i think hustle came even from amazon days but these are the two three things that got me more inclined to being a product manager so sabya i think you moved from development to product management right so how important do you think is uh, understanding of technology for a product manager and do you think it is a must have for pms to get into product or uh, do you think people can do without it as well so i would say that different pms and different product roles have different flavors so there would be some roles where technology is like a super must have for example if you were working in the delivery team at swiggy and defining the algorithms for delivery you of course need to be a pm who understands technology very well and a great advantage would be if you have some understanding of machine learning algorithms etc similar would be the case for if you were working in the ads team for facebook or google because these these components and these products are very very tech heavy and therefore the great understanding of tech is a must must have uh, whereas for example if you are in a role which is a lot more design heavy right you are for example if you were taking care of discovery on swiggy looking at how should the menu be designed etc maybe a lower understanding of tech will still be okay but i feel that a understanding of technology how generally platforms are built in your team it's a great enabler for a pm because you understand and you are able to empathize with your engineers who understand where they are coming from the challenges they will face and you will be a much much better partner to them then you will be if you do not uh, understand technology and therefore i feel that it is important that and i know of friends who did not have a tech background like who did not even study cs in their college they came uh, they learned so they were hired because they had for example great business acumen so most apms will start with one dimension being really good like either they come from a design background engineering background or a business background or an analytics background and then you start sort of start learning the other dimensions based on how much is needed for your role and i've seen a lot of people pick up very very well like a friend of mine who transitioned from sales to product management is one of the most tech heavy understanding product managers that i know so nothing that you can't learn so that is one and second thing i believe that if you understand technology it automatically makes you a much more structured thinker and also a very long term thinker 
because technology is by default long term thinking you can't build a platform and tomorrow decide that hey we don't need it so i believe that it really helps you to be a better product manager so 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 basically when someone is entering into product management there has to be one expertise and you can build other skills so it's not a must have to enter into product management but to sustain correct. over a period of time you have to build an understanding of technology once correct correct uh, one caveat to that there are companies which have very different philosophies on this so for example uh, if you were to interview with google they have a tech round and it makes sense because they are a very tech heavy company they are a so it makes sense for them to do that so different companies also have different philosophies on it and therefore usually if you have to move into product management without doing an mba it's slightly easier if you have a tech background or if you don't have a tech background it's actually easier if you do lateral movements within the same company so that really helps yeah but it's also a very company to company specific thing So, Mia, when you uh, entered uh, into product management role in Swiggy, you finished your Amazon role where you were primarily a developer. Then you started up something, and then you moved to Swiggy. So, mm-hmm. how did you pitch to Swiggy to uh, take you in as a product manager? Yeah, uh, some of the things that I did at Amazon definitely helped me uh, get the role at Swiggy. So, one thing was even as a PM, uh, even as an engineer, what are the things that I did? like in the products that i built in my resume i made sure that i spoke about the impact the products had and not just about it can scale to possibly million users so i talked about how many users we were able to capture what are the different problem spaces that we solved for so that is one that showed that you have a genuine interest in identifying the problem and thinking through the solutions the other thing that really helped me was even at uh, even in amazon i took part in a bunch of hackathons and ideathons Uh, which me and a couple of my friends we were able to win at india level and at across amazon level and those made good use cases of where i had pitched a problem thought about what the solution should be and we were we went out there and implemented it and in fact what happened was because of uh, one of those hackathons actually this was an idea thon which was internal to my org the directors liked it so much that they ended up asking me to work directly with the pm and almost write a prd for it and pitch it uh, for everyone to build it so even in my work at amazon i had willingly out of like nobody was asking me to do it but because i was so interested i t- started taking up on those roles working closely with pms and that i could showcase in my story at three and the other thing is of course in the interviews when they discuss with you if they feel that like, do you get it and do you understand it as a pm So, for those of our listeners who don't have the uh, privilege of the company having hackathons and you know the other events, mm. um, do you have any suggestion on how they can uh, build up a profile? Build products. That's like the simplest suggestion. Uh, so, I often tell people that nobody, like I don't understand the concept of going to a school and learning product management. You can only learn product management by building products. So, if you are in a role and you want to eventually move. think of a problem that pains you like it can be a very small app which does reminders or maybe you think that the way clickbus shows stats is not great and you want to redesign it take up any problem and show with products that you have actually built that hey i can so if i am an engineer i can build a product because i i am an engineer and it i can show on top of that my consumer first thinking if i am a designer i might be able to design it and say that i considered the business aspects of it and including that i have designed this product so 
different ways of showcasing that uh, and yeah and the other thing that uh, while i didn't have to do uh, but i have seen some of my friends uh, benefit from doing is if you are applying to a company and they say that hey we don't know if you think we are ready we don't know if you are ready etc ask them for a case study and say that i'm happy to do a case study so be not just like doer is important and being resourceful is super important so what like someone with a uh, with a with a resume which says i am from i am and i am from this and that and from this degree etc if you don't have that think what you have and what you can bring to the table and there is no substitute like no degrees can replace you writing a great prd and showcasing that this is a product that i have built like i personally would always be keen on talking to a person who's gone outside their work hours and built a product and said ki because i was so passionate about solving a problem that i've done it i think i think to add on to it uh, what people can also do is on a similar on similar lines you can actually build a portfolio of say for example the tier downs the user experience tier downs that you have done right so on a, on a side hustle you can every week you can just speak to your friends who are product managers and do some uh, brainstorm the ideas and figure out saying okay how can we improve our products so for example if you use phone pay or paytm every day just keep thinking and actually de- design a uh, tear down which says ki okay what is what works well for paytm what does not work for paytm and and imagine if you are actually applying to paytm you share that case study with them saying ki hey i am interested and i am i have actually done this for the company i agree that i don't have experience in product but i am willing to put in the effort so i think that sort of gives you a lot of brownie points and might be, might actually get you in the door as well plus plus one uh, mind in fact uh... There's a recent story about a guy uh, who pitched something to Harish from Cred on uh, LinkedIn. He made a video of what Cred could be and why Cred should interview him. Be- beautiful video with amazing illustrations and everything. And he actually got an internship at Cred. So putting yourself out there, showcasing how interested you are, thinking from the point of view of the company you are talking to and why they should be interviewing you. I think that Absolutely. gets you. I think it's a lot about being a go-getter too. So, um, Somia, you were telling me about uh, how design was something that interested you in your startup, and you were talking about the different dimensions of PM. Uh, could you just tell us uh, what are the different dimensions? I believe that, and I'm not talking anything new. I believe everyone has seen that Venn diagram for a PM, which sits where there is a circle for UX, another for engineering, another for business, and PM sits at the right center of it. So those are broadly the dimensions. uh when people usually make this diagram they assume that analytics and anything to do with that also is within the business bucket but broadly those are the dimensions and these are the more obvious dimensions right there are of course soft skills that matter like communication stakeholder management etc but they manage uh, they matter for a lot of roles in the corporate world so wouldn't specifically go into them but yeah and like if you look at the center the, at the center is what if you are great at ux what it usually means is that you are great at consumer backward thinking they're good at business you would understand how to think of uh, the annual operating plan of a company what are margins what are revenues how do you think of metrics what is important how do you prioritize metrics and so on tech is something that we briefly talked about anyway that understanding of how platforms are to be built how do you leverage the latest in technology to build the best products for your company and so on uh, somia when you got into swiggy as the new product manager what are the challenges that you faced I still remember uh, Anush telling me that do you want to go back and be an engineer, <laughs> and that was because uh, a I was such a doer that 
if things would get stuck my first instinct was go talk to the other engineers in other engineers teams and just get things resolved and because in that mind frame i also came from such a biased mindset of knowing engineering right and i wanted to do that more it was more easy for me to do and i definitely had a bias for that uh, the second thing i had a bias for was not wanting to communicate so as an engineer like at least the type of engineer i was i wanted to sit in a corner and do coding it peacefully do my work right and therefore things like sending regular email updates on what my products are doing how the team is doing good etc building empathy for yourself building empathy for others i think it didn't come as naturally to me not like i didn't want to do it while i in fact i was actually good at empathizing to others but showcasing what the team is doing showcasing uh, what our vision is from a team's point of view etc those are the sort of things where i had to actively work on including my communication both verbal and written these are the things that i had to actively work on because as an engineer these things did not come naturally to me while design was also something that i didn't have experience but it was something that attracted me to itself so naturally that i uh, i would like it was a very common thing for me to spend couple of hours every day in the design room even on when nobody was talking about the projects that i was involved with i would just go there and talk to different designers on what they are building why they are thinking like this why they are thinking like that the design came very naturally to me again um, but yeah communication uh, taking a step back from not doing everything yourself like there was a time when i would also write analytics requirements uh, go very deep into data analysis like without involving anyone because i just wanted to do it and i was very impatient in waiting uh, for someone to get back to me so i would do those things so delegation communication these are the things that came a little late to me and these were the challenges that i faced so how did you uh, work around uh, on these first stage is acceptance you need to realize that a this is core thing for your job and it is a prerequisite and so at that point you need to ask yourself do you love this role enough that you are ready to change yourself so once you accept that it becomes a lot easier then you just have to be sort of a monitoring yourself you can always ask help of a couple of friends so this is something that i used to do with uh, sometimes my boss and sometimes my other peers is if i'm speaking in a meeting i'll ask them after the meeting how did you think my communication was or before i'm about to send a big email i will ask one or two peers of mine to check uh, how did they think the email construct was is the story coming all right etc so feedback from your peers at uh, in the office is really helpful but i feel the first part is acknowledging that there is a problem accepting that you want to fix it and just then if you start googling you'll start seeing so many resources of uh, how to go about solving this but the important part is accepting acknowledging and then working towards it another thing that i missed was uh, if you're trying to change something which has been a core habit of yours for a really really long time for example i am a super fast speaker and while we are speaking right now i'm actually trying to slow myself and this is my slower version so i speak very fast uh, I, and i've always spoken very fast as a kid so for me this was super hard and it can be very frustrating because you will think that you are ramping up you're starting to do better and then in one meeting because you were stressed or whatever you will you are like back to square one and it sucks it sucks super bad and it is important at that point that you go out uh, have an ice cream have a beer chill and decide that from tomorrow on i'll be on the same track and i want to improve myself so that's where it gets very very hard uh, ps if you are legally eligible to drink okay we don't promote drinking <laughs> <laughs> 
So how stressful is uh, product management? Quite. Actually, I would say, uh, A, in general, any role which requires you to have a lot of stakeholders is stressful and can get stressful. So you can see it as an opportunity also that you can learn a lot of great stress management. And in fact, I believe being a great product manager teaches you a lot of life lessons. You become a better person because you know how to empathize with everyone, how to share your problems also. There are a ton of things that product management teaches you which are life lessons. And therefore, I believe learning to manage stress when your timelines are not hitting, when people are not being cooperative with you. Because as a product manager, a lot of times things will not be in your control. And by default, that's the structure, right? Like while you write the PRD, you are not going to be the one executing on the ground. You're not the one who's designing. You're not the one writing the code. What you are doing is influencing. And stress usually comes from the fact that I am not in control. And people feel stress when they feel that you are, they are not, they don't have a direct way of controlling the outcome. And influence plays a huge role. In fact, that is one of the things I forgot to add was very frustrating to me initially because when you come from a very doer mindset, you want to do things on your own hand and suddenly you realize all that matters is influence. You want to motivate people, get the right outcomes through them and not by doing it yourself. So this is where it gets very stressful for a lot of PMs and uh, managing, learning to manage stress on this aspect, knowing what is in your control, what is not in your control. So any bad situation, you'll always realize that there is still some part which is in your control, right? If timelines are getting delayed, what is in your control is maybe having a discussion with the engineers and the team, understanding what went wrong, what did not went, uh, go right. Uh, maybe the other thing is escalating to the leadership and telling them this is the change in plan and therefore we'll have to do this. Asking for help. We probably need more engineers to get it out. So just looking at the aspect of what is in my control is super important and that really helps you reduce the stress. But yeah, it can get pretty stressful. And I'm not saying that I'm fully over that phase. <laughs> you never are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, so from a professional hazard point of view, do you still think that you have started <laughs> managing, product managing your friends and family? Do you get some feedback from them as well? So my dad is very fascinated with this profession. He's like, where was this profession when I was growing up? He feels quite a cool thing to do. What I've realized is, yeah, I think as a professional hazard, you do tend to take your um, office habits to other parts of your life. For example, now I have a fitness plan sheet. I like I do gang chat for about a lot of things in my life. That's okay. And I don't mind it. I totally don't mind it. If there are good things that come uh, come with it, they should. Like I tend to do a lot of things in Excel sheets now that a lot of people would still be doing in notes. I just tend to do it in Excel sheets. So I create my weekly menu for my cook on Excel sheet. So <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to it. Soumya, interestingly, uh, some of the challenges that you said uh, that you faced earlier was moving from an IC role to a, a PM role where you had to learn to make other people do things. How do you delegate the interpersonal skills, uh, working on how can you influence things, etc. So what normally a person faces a lot of challenge on is how do you delegate issue being if you do you know you can probably do it faster than when you delegate so how did you uh, cross that hurdle Hmm. so one part is trust and the other part is trying to play a longer term game 
and not a short term gain so a if you start as a pm uh, like pms role at the start is relatively an ic role it's only when you become a manager when it becomes a pure manager role but otherwise it is an ic role with a lot of stakeholder management so of course you can't write the code for the developer or design for the designer so that of course you can't do so there is automatic delegation that happens but what tends to happen is in areas where you think you are good you try to hold those much closer to your heart and which is what creates the problem so i said two parts right one is trust and the other is playing the long term game so what you would realize very quickly is if you try to do everything on your own you are limiting it to your own capability but when you play the long term game and you are able to involve more people with the same mission vision uh, get them all energized for it you are able to get more out of the team so that concept of 2 plus 2 is equal to 4 that becomes 2 plus 2 is equal to 6 if you are able to get more people excited you would realize if you are a great product manager with a great relationship with, the, with your engineers you can get away with a lot of without writing a lot of details in your prd because your developers have a great have a great knack for consumer backward thinking and sometimes they will be the ones who will come up with better ideas than you can similarly if you have a great rapport with your designer and you are able to trust your designer you will see that they will spend extra time thinking about thinking in the background about how could we have solved this better or even coming uh, with you that hey i saw this design somewhere else do you think we can do it here as well so you get the power of your whole team and not just you what is super important for this is trust if you don't trust these other people in your team and a as a pm your team is not just uh, like other pms who work with you it's actually your engineers your designers your business counterparts your analytics folks etc etc so it's super important that you are able to trust them and it can get very hard if you are an ic especially if you had been an ic who was like super solid in their skill so it becomes harder to trust because you think that i am so good how can like whoever is going to do whatever they are going to do is not going to be till my caliber so one is give them a try give them a chance let them do it once and see how bad it is sometimes it's just the demons in your head that are making you think that other people can't do it as good so that is super important you need to learn to respect others for what they bring to the table keep that lens of maybe there are things which are not maybe there are things which i am not good at and maybe the other person solves for it so having that lens giving them a chance and then being patient and seeing hey last time it was not as good but this time i'm already seeing this person being more passionate about it and uh, patience is going to be a skill which is super important if you want to be a successful pm so better cultivate it fast uh, i think i think to talk, to actually so what uh, somya mentioned absolutely right uh, i think to build trust and to actually start trusting other uh, folks as well think start giving as much context as possible i think that's something which uh, uh, the teams that you work with really appreciate because they are not actually talking to the customer or they are not actually interacting with a lot of teams so you are the person who actually has a lot of context to so try to give as much as uh, background on why, why are you coming with a, with this idea what is the background behind it what is the context behind it so that they actually understand better the problem better and it actually enables them slowly and steadily it enables them to make decisions as good as you so i think that's an important part where as sobhya was mentioning 2 plus 2 becomes 6 i think what you have to do is actually enable them to make good decisions on your behalf as well and yep, and yep. secondly it's- i think 
and i think one more thing which i also feel is that you have to be a good listener because you have to understand from their point of view also on where are they coming from and why have they done what they have done so there is always something which you might miss and there will be an opportunity to learn so if you understand their story empathize and i think empathy is very important you empathize with them on saying okay where are you coming from why have you done this i think that sort of helps you build that trust and a rapport between the people plus one in fact a great phrasing mank uh, and this is like a very very important skill to be a good product manager which is empathy and empathy both ways empathy for the pe- you need to have empathy for the people you work with they need to have empathy for you and you all need to have empathy for the users you are building for so all three way empathy is like your holy grail to be in better relationship with your teammates and also in building better products so me what i know about you is you had a very successful uh, career once you got into product management and you've uh, basically fast tracked your uh, career to so what is that uh, secret recipe for uh, a new product man <laughs> successful is an understatement krishna i think some of us are rock stars of swiggy <laughs> no no uh, i think we had a bunch of rock stars at swiggy so I was just probably among one of them if I have to put it that way. This is uh, but, this is Samia being humble. <laughs> so uh, a I'll be wrong if I didn't say that I was incredibly lucky to be at the right place at the right time. Um, when I joined Swiggy, we had a ten people product management team, including Anuj and Ashish, who were the two VPs at that point. Um, and I think Ashish joined a couple of months after me. Anuj joined like one month before me. So very fresh team, and you had. a lot of access to these amazing leaders so anuj ashish shrinath was the design head like as an apm to get to spend half an hour almost every day with the design head in deep conversations about products makes you makes your design learning fast track right similarly in product management i would say that me and a bunch of folks who joined with, around my time we all were hand trained by anuj and ashish like every like our prds by, were reviewed by a vp so i AI was incredibly lucky that way. I was definitely in the right time, right place. The second thing that worked for me was I was very hungry to learn because I felt in that uh, like in my from my shift to engineering to product, I was I had felt that a lot of my friends had already found what they were looking for um, and they have their paths figured out, and I was still struggling. so i i was very and now in product management like after i joined swiggy as an apm i felt that hey finally this is the thing that i really really like and i think i can do really well so i was very very hungry and by and my hunger translated in, into not only me working hard on my projects but generally being very curious and figuring out whatever others were doing so i was every time i would be on a chai break or doing a hallway conversation i would be asking other folks what they are working on why are they thinking of certain things in a certain way and that curiosity i think helped me a lot because i had more context about a what was happening in the company generally how other product managers are thinking and the other thing that really helped me was i had a great peer circle so friends like shivangi shubham sanket a lot of us had joined at the same time ankit in fact and we all were in similar phases of being super curious wanting to grow super fast and we all shared our problems with each other and our learnings with each other so i didn't have to repeat the same mistakes and they didn't have to repeat the same mistakes and we learned a lot from each other so all i think a lot of things came together very well from me for, for me what worked from my side was just being very curious very resourceful 
and sort of being a go getter and like wanting to do more like, whatever is needed for whatever uh, for a product to go out i was ready to pitch all 10 fingers in and i think that, that really helped me awesome so if you were asked to start over is there anything that you would change ha huh. tricky question krishna hmm i don't know i think no like every like one thing i i was about to say was maybe there were points in my journey where i was too stubborn to accept things and change but because i was stubborn it hit me harder and when i did decide to change things and fix things later on it was a much better answer uh, like it was a much better result so i don't think i would want to change a lot yeah okay so every part of the journey helped you to become the person you are now yeah yeah i think like there have been uh, i would be so when i answer that and say that i don't want to change it doesn't mean that i don't i didn't have bad days i had bad weeks i i thought about if this is the right thing for me should i leave swiggy should i not leave swiggy i maybe i'll never succeed in this role and these are the thoughts that come to you when you have successful bad launches and as a pm you tend to connect your success as a pm to the success of your products right if you are not uh, launching products that are successful one after the other you start doubting your own product skills and thinking if you are doing the right thing so i've had a lot of those days but i felt like in hindsight those are the days and weeks that have made me a lot more resilient as a pm so i have seen the journey where you launch something on day one you think it is going to be great and day 15 you realize it has tanked i've also seen days when for months together you think your project was super successful then you launch it in another city and it does not do as great and you start fixing 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 and then it starts doing great again but it, this is overall like a two year journey right and so the number of days that you have to be super patient and like keep your head down keep doing it keep your head down keep doing it is a lot more than the number of days where you think that ah oh, i am just magical and i put my pen down and i write the prd that is going to have successful outcomes so i have a lot of learnings from those bad days and therefore i wouldn't want to change anything So me what I would like to know from you is uh, from when you began your career to when you, where you are now how has your thought process on conceptualizing the product changed Hmm I started with being a very ideas first pm and I would hear a possible problem and I would almost pride myself into thinking of the most creative way of solving it and like Uh, like design wise creative and like hacking it through code etc so thinking of smart solutions i think i have graduated now to a person who is comfortable spending a lot more time in sharpening my axe and defining what is the problem here what is really the problem here because i have burnt my fingers and understood that when you go after problems which are actually the symptoms of the true problem you don't solve anything and you might build the best ux you might get the team rallied up and everything but everyone is going to be disappointed at the end of the day because you did not find the right problem to go after so that is one um, one of my biggest learnings and biggest ways different way in which i think of product building now uh, versus when i started apart from that i think i am also a lot more uh, a lot more collaborative a lot more eager to hear what others have to say eager to take in inputs from others versus probably when i started 5 6 years back i like i was telling you right i wanted i had great ideas i wanted to build great great ideas is how i thought about it and now i believe that my 
my area is to just enable people if i think of something cool i'll also ping my designer and say hey have you considered this or if i've read something i'll tell them but there's no it's no more that thinking of it is my idea or i was the smart one i pride myself in finding did i get the right problem that is something that i still pride myself in that i should be able to find the right problem for my team to go after but beyond that i want to be collaborating with others getting the best out of the people i work with So, Samya, what is that one product you're proud of? I'm proud of, I think, a bunch of products, but I'm I, I'm really proud of Instamart. Um, I'm actually proud of stores also because if we hadn't done the first launch of stores, uh, we wouldn't have had the journey of Instamart and everything after that. And stores, I think, I also have a bias proud because it was a product that we worked on for nine months together to launch. So when you are building, when you keep gearing towards something for 9 months with a super great team like everyone being super collaborative like office was home for me i was working with family is the sort of feelings i remember uh, when we were launching stores so great feelings and therefore um, one of the most memorable launches of my career till now and yeah but that is what led to us building instamart and that is a product that i'm very proud of and i'm a very proud customer of it till today so do you get time to do anything other than uh, office work krishna this beautifully connects with the point on stress this is why a lot of pms have too much stress in their life because they have nothing outside work in their life um so i feel i was never this person who didn't have anything outside work to do um, it was only like a year or two in swiggy when i became that person and it was not like i suddenly got too much work or whatever you slowly slowly start getting into that trap as how it happens if you don't actively and it's very easy to do it right because you're now in a comfortable paying job uh, you have so much access to netflix and hotstar and then there is like five other connections that you get and there are nice restaurants in bangalore bangalore always has has nice weather for you to go out and chill with friends and that leads you into this um, so over the last one year i've been working on getting back to not be that person who does only work i have um, i exercise every day i try to make sure that i do strength training like three four days a week um, i am lot into gardening i have a beautiful garden i love to uh, garden uh, watering my plants is one of my favorite things i have been trying to get back to painting for a really long time haven't been able to hopefully i will succeed uh, some day but i like to do a lot of crafts and art thing i had a face for origami um i've tried pottery making once or twice so i tried to do these things once in a while also so yeah more and oh and of course lockdown has taught everyone cooking and i realized that indian cooking takes so much time and effort so i've started doing a lot more of salads and playing around with tofu and stuff like that so lockdown has also taught me cooking Nice. I think Samya missed uh, swimming. She is a very good swimmer as well. So I think oh, I, I miss swimming was... because uh, last one and a half years has been like Love. has been a drought in my life. <laughs> and the day <laughs> I get my second vaccine, I think three weeks after that, you will definitely find me in a swimming pool or like a water body somewhere. I just I'm so desperately missing going into a pool. Uh, How do you uh, keep yourself abreast with what's happening? Ah. Uh, so the point on curiosity that i mentioned right krishna uh, so a i i have this habit of generally downloading any new app and testing out what they do in swiggy when i was at swiggy i would of course do it with 
apps which are relevant in the market for example looking at rappi which is the latin america version of uh, of swiggy looking at goje grab and a bunch of other uh, companies but in general so app store has this app of the day app of the week etc and i once in a while keep downloading apps and looking at what is happening in the world so that keeps me abreast apart from that uh, having good news sources like a year back i started using the information which is the original version of ken so i really like the, them and i subscribe to them ken i uh, feel is a good option for india but i like to also be updated about what is happening in the world of technology overall so i tend to do that um i think these two and then just being on the lookout for what new startups are happening in the world um, so just looking at each year what is the new y combinator batch and what are the companies and what are the different areas they are working on that will give you an idea of what are the uh, what new problems people are going after and that's what i tend to do another good thing that i would like to do but i don't do is talk to people uh, so there are a lot of apps where you can connect with random people and you can you could also always reach out to people through linkedin and ask them hey i want to chat up for this you worked on this i don't do it personally but i think it's a good thing to do soumya uh, is there anything that uh... Google has uh, taught you which uh, your earlier experiences hasn't given you exposure to I think a bunch of things in fact I've been thinking about this and probably I will write a blog or two about just comparing how things happen in a big company versus a small company and what small companies could learn startups could in general learn from some of these big companies one definite thing is Google has as part of one of their values one of the values is respect each other and you see that in everything so you will never see it happening in a meeting that someone is speaking and somebody else cuts them off and starts speaking and that just shows how much patience you have to hear someone out completely you are actually and it's not patience actually it should be you are curious enough to listen to what the other people have to say and you respect your peers and you believe that they will have something of worth and value to say and that is why you are keenly listening and you will never cut them off in the middle or like just be like hey these are my thoughts and this is i think what we should do so that that brings in uh, that angle of collaboration that we talked about how important is influence and collaboration i believe that collaboration becomes a lot more easier and what tends to happen uh, and i'm not saying all startups have it like that or all days are like that in startups but because you are in so much urgency of doing things you want to sh- ship faster you want to close on discussions faster sometimes maybe you're not listening to everyone in the room that is one thing that i've definitely learned uh, from them the other thing is maybe sometimes not doing is also good just take a step back and if you spend enough time thinking about what should be done you will end up having a better outcome four months down the line and you will not make the mistakes of we have launched something and then hey this is not making sense etc or like when it is very close to the launch you see the experience and you are like oh this is missing that is missing and a lot of that could be avoided if you just spend a lot more time in the thinking phase and like with a document actually thinking what should be done better those are the two things and the third thing is just the importance of written communication and it's very easy to not practice written communication but you'll realize that when you force yourself to do written communication write docs more get people to read things rather than me presenting to you in a deck you get more out of a discussion you get more out of yourself also 
because writing docs is hard i can speak to you for an hour but tell me to write a doc worth reading for an hour totally different ball games so these are the three things that yeah uh, so somya one um, question that i had for you so you manage teams at swiggy right and you have hired people so what are the say top three things that you look for uh, in a candidate uh, it, probably you are hiring for a junior product management role as well so i look for uh, learnability which is like a mix of learnability and curiosity uh, how much is the person ready to learn and wants to learn you can judge that a bit in interviews um, i look for raw sharps in general how the person is at problem solving because as a pm it's not just problem solving in the product but on your day job you need to be a lot more resourceful especially if you are working in a startup and if you are a good problem solver you will tend to be good at it as well so prosharps learnability curiosity um resourceful resourcefulness you can even take it as a third thing yeah i think these would be and then it depends on the role you are hiring for so since i looked at mostly consumer products i definitely cared about how much consumer empathy the person brings into the table mm. but that uh, can you can take a little bit low on it if your role is very different but i think that the underlying uh, approach remains the same even so at the end of the day every product is built for a consumer so i think that's important for it yeah 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 so the thing is to understand like i believe that a lot of people by birth might not be as consumer uh, first but you can train it if the person is really willing to learn so how much when we talk about learnability is how much is that person willing to learn that they are ready to change their core things like i talked about my communication or other things if you are willing to change then you can easily learn a lot of these things i, I think it goes back to what you mentioned like uh, acceptation acceptance or realization is the yes. key part i think yeah yeah definitely makes it So uh Samia uh, we've almost come to the end of the discussion uh, is there anything that you would uh, like to share to our listeners Come on Krishna I I talked so much <laughs> <laughs> But if I have to leave you with one thought it be curiosity is that one thing that you should never stop being uh, and like that is the biggest way like biggest secret sauce to success being curious being open to listening to and taking feedback these are the two things yeah that can make can break things for you i think that is applicable to professional and personal life both yeah yeah <laughs> uh, can people contact you uh, through twitter or linkedin uh i think i'm more active on linkedin so yeah you can contact me on linkedin to make my life easier what i would request all of you who want to reach out to me is please reach out with specific questions answering broad questions without your context your background gets really hard and therefore i would strongly encourage if you're reaching out please reach out with specific questions you can look me up as somya dubey on linkedin s a u m y a would be the spelling Thank you very much Soumya for joining the podcast and to our listeners do follow us on our podcast channel so that you will get a notification every time we make a release and if you have any feedback do reach out to us i will leave the link in the podcast description thank you very much